What's up, guys? On today's show, we are going to be reacting to dating hot takes on the internet. And these are dating hot takes exclusively posted by women. We're going to do a male edition down the line, but today is the female edition. I myself am, uh, I'm going to admit, not a stranger to looking up dating advice on the internet. Now, have I done it at the ripe age of 23? No. But back when I was a youngin, you know, like on OG YouTube, I would be typing in, how to know if a boy likes you? This is when I was like, I don't know, like 12 years old or something like that. I haven't done it since. Also, you see, got those little like Tiger Beat magazines that used to be sold in the convenience store and all that stuff and had like all the things that Justin Bieber likes in girls or something like that. <laughs> Ridiculous stuff. But you all know there's an abundance of dating advice and hot takes on the internet. So today we're going to be reacting to those. And with me, of course, is Taylor in Nashville. Yeah, this should be fun. I'm sure we'll get to uh, the male take soon, but when we're on the female, I'm going to try to do justice to the men's side and not hold back. There's a lot of craziness coming from the female side on the internet, so I'm looking forward to getting into it. Taylor, have you ever had to look up dating advice on the internet? Honestly, when you were talking about that, uh, <laughs> I, I was trying to rack my brain, and I literally don't think I did. I think guys may be like talk to each other a little bit about like, you know, yeah, that girl's crazy or, you know, like, <laughs> but I don't remember like Googling, does this girl like me or looking to magazines to try to explain it. It's just, I don't know. It's not a guy thing, I guess. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's probably a girl thing. It is a very feminine uh, thing to do. Some of the most ridiculous advice existed in those magazines and in OG YouTube videos. And I have a feeling the same is going to be said for maybe these little TikToks that we're going to watch today. These are women giving their hot takes in reference to dating. We're going to start off with number one. Uh, this one seems to be a young woman who says you should ask a man to see his bank account before you agree to go on a first date with him. Let's watch. I'm not joking. I have asked the last three dudes I've dated for their bank account info on the first date. I don't judge people's actions. I look at the intention behind it. So like, why do you ask for that? Because I only want to date a wealthy guy that has money. Valid, so you're getting straight to the point. I think, you know, I have a job. I'm very successful. So I think I have every right to be like, hi, are we on the same level or where am I wasting my time? I'm not joking. Okay, that's an interesting take. You know what? Uh, if I'm going to say something positive about it, I'll say at least she is just like cutting to the chase. She knows what she's, she wants. She's getting it out of the way on uh, the very first interaction with these dudes before she takes it any further. And I guess if you're a woman who knows you're not going to settle for somebody without a certain level of income, maybe you should just get that out of the way without messing around with the first date. There is this old clip of Marilyn Monroe and the movie that she she's in is escaping me. But she's being questioned by the father of somebody who she wants to date about the fact that she's concerned about his finances. And she essentially says to this man, well, don't you want your son to be dating a very beautiful, attractive woman? And the man says, yes. And is it wrong for you to want that for your son? And he says, no. So she says, what's the problem with me wanting somebody who I feel like has a level of finances that uh, that is good for me to be with? And he sort of thinks about it a little bit and he goes, you know what? It's not the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And she said, you know what? I can be smart when I want to be smart. <laughs> uh, mm. But there's... Gentlemen prefer blondes, by the way. Gentlemen prefer, prefer blondes. Okay. Yeah, I know that because you just uh, sent it to me on TikTok this past week. And so it's escaped you, but I remember. Yes, I was like an interesting take. You know what? I've never heard it stated in uh, quite that way before. Uh, 
this one is definitely a more abrasive way to say that. Not, definitely not something that I would be doing on a first date. But I guess if that's what you're looking for and if that's on the top of your priority list when it comes to dating and especially marriage, then it's okay to get it out of the way, Taylor. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I suppose the charitable interpretation is kind of what you're giving that mm -hmm. I imagine, say this girl's gotten a lot of attention from men who she ends up finding out are not worth her time because they're not of the economic status or whatever that she's on. And she considers them not an option because of that. But I said I wouldn't hold back. Yes. So uh, there is a definitely an element of shallowness to this, right? I mean, it's 100%. just, it's, it's there. Uh, I So while I can be sympathetic to knowing what you want, knowing your value and not wanting to compromise on that, it's also kind of just like a very shallow and off-putting attitude to say, well, if a man doesn't have this much money in his bank account, he's not worth a lick of my time. Yeah. Uh, meaning that there's no guy who you'd ever consider that he could treat you like a queen. He happens to maybe make a little bit less money than you, but he is bringing a lot else to the table, showing up in his character, in his leadership, and his strength for you, and in what whatever. Uh, he could meet every other box that you're looking for and then some and be bringing things that you never knew you wanted to the table. And yet you're just not going to... Uh, even entertain that and you're mm -hmm. going to i would say deprive yourself of that possibility uh just because of this blanket rule and also just having the rules one thing but also having the attitude is another and bringing yes. this attitude is actually just going to be an unattractive thing to where now a guy who might have the right amount of money that you're looking for but also has the character that you're looking for is going to see that in your character and in your attitude and he's probably going to be less likely to be attracted to you because you're carrying that energy. 100%. If I'm a man with good values that has, you know, I don't know, I'm a multimillionaire and a girl approaches me to go on a first date and says, let me see your bank account. <laughs> no, if you if you are a, a valuable man, I don't think you'd be susceptible to something like that, which leads to the question, right? If she's gone on three dates with dudes who are willing to show their bank account first, what type of men are they? And you might check that box of, yes, he makes the right amount of money for me to go on a date with him, but what kind of values are you getting attached to that? A man who's willing to flaunt his bank account in order to obtain a first date with you probably is not of the quality or caliber worth marrying. So what are you doing in the first place with this metric? This is something that you can find out down the line. There's also something to be said, okay? Even if money you think is on the top of your priority list in terms of a relationship, finding a man with really good potential and work ethic who maybe does not have the number that you're looking for immediately right out the gate is something that is really valuable. And there's something to be said for being with a person and growing with a person before they reach the level of success that you deem to be appropriate for a, a partner of yours. And she's never going to have that because she's looking for a man who's already built his success, who's got his money before he's even come across her. And you might find that and he might be super interested in you, but you're not really giving much value to his life. And you weren't really there for those uh, for those really forming years of who he is and his accomplishments. So I don't know how much value it adds to mm -hmm. your life to have. Yeah, we talk a lot about high value man, but what about high values man, right? And you, that type of man is someone that you want to lock down when they're younger or when they're maybe below their peak level of achievement in life, because that's someone that you want to be with for the long haul. And yeah. uh, we've seen 
instances. I'm thinking of a recent video we reacted to uh, a guy named Ethan Slater who mm -hmm. uh, started a family and then achieved a lot of success and then attracted the uh, eyes of a certain pop star named uh, Ariana Grande and then was willing to walk away from his family uh, due to his newfound success. So uh, if you find a man who has the values that you can, you know, he would uh, be loyal, that he would be showing up, that he uh, has integrity and is faithful and all those things. And you also see that he's got the right work ethic, that he's on a good trajectory. Then again, why deprive yourself of uh, the possibility of the something awesome and reduce uh, your because the, the chances of finding someone that great uh, yeah. are lower well, even once you're in like the upper echelon of society where men think they can get whatever they want mm -hmm. and uh, are used to you know if you hang around rich people what are the stereotypes that come to mind so uh, just maybe a little more thought to be put into this values first baby values first okay this is another one that has to do with men and their finances and dating let's hear it I expect a man to pay for the date. Yes, the whole entire date. That includes my Uber to the date and my Uber back to my house. If you are a man that I'm interested in, I wanna see that you can provide for me. I wanna see that you can afford an Uber ride. I wanna see that you can afford a nice dinner date. Like, can you afford basic things? Because if you can't afford dinner and an Uber and my transportation, you certainly can't afford kids. You certainly can't afford a house. You certainly can't afford my bills. And I got bills to pay. Okay. Thanks. Okay. The attitude on these women is like astounding. I'm not getting like softness, sweetness. There's nothing endearing about it, even though I can get behind some of the thinking behind what they're saying. Sure, you know, if you're going on a first date with a guy, especially if he's asked you out, uh, there are women who are going to expect the date to be paid for. And to some extent, maybe they want uh, an Uber to be paid for to and from the restaurant. Hopefully that's you know, something you can talk about and get squared away beforehand. What does come to mind for me is we're in a period or an era now where the playing field is very much balancing for men and women when it comes to finances and being a part of the workforce. For how long is this narrative going to continue to be a thing uh, when women start to out-earn men uh, and that becomes something that we have to contend with. Are we gonna now enter dynamics where men are the sole providers, but women who are outperforming and uh, receiving more money than them just get to keep all the money that they receive? Mind you, you know, I, I am of the mindset that I would love my man to provide and protect. And that is something that I uh, prioritize in relationships. But I'm also honest with myself that in the time to come from here, it's going to be less and less likely that that dynamic uh, remains. For now, I don't agree, disagree too much with what she just said. You want the man to pay for the date. You want him to, you know, Uber you back and forth. You just better be bringing something uh, to the table. I know women hate to hear that. It sounds like the manosphere. You better be bringing something to the table. You better be. And it probably should be something other than the attitude that I'm listening to in this video. Right. Yeah. It's the, it, again, with, with the attitude, like it's, it's fair to expect a guy that if he's asking you out, that he's, he ain't mm -hmm. broke and that he can pay for the dinner. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a fair expectation. And the content of what she's saying is generally 
true and fine. The Uber, I'm a little bit iffy about like to have that again as a stipulation before you're even willing to go out with the guy that, oh, you got to pay my Uber both ways. Like it's just a little off-putting. Like if, if a girl were back in my dating era were to like come out the gate with that in like prior, like when you're in the, you know, texting phase or whatever, it would just be like a weird thing that would tell me you're, you're not really like, maybe bought in or you're not really like you're it would just reveal something to me about mm-hmm. how you view relationships and men and, and it make it a very like you centric uh view of how this is going and that can be off-putting to guys who can't afford it but yep. maybe just want to see a little you being willing to you know meet him halfway a little bit or just just be enthusiastic about meeting someone like okay i'll I'll get my own uber and i think the guy should offer and and if if that's i don't know maybe in today's day and age that's a thing uh but just having this attitude of entitlement from the get-go is just not a not a great look and like to your point you know what is what are you bringing to the table i wonder how this woman feels about gender roles and the you know trad wifery and things like that because it's tough to have this mentality that oh you got to be paying my bills and and from everything from day one but like what's the attitude or what is the attitude around the other things that will be expected of you uh down the line in a relationship yeah when and, and all these i'm like my head is just going whoa slow down like slow down why are you running out of the gate with a first date talking like this and with this attitude you know a, a man will you know move mountains for a woman who comes at him with a sweet and supportive attitude. And that's just not what you're getting from these videos. Uh, a woman who's like, oh, yes, it'd be very lovely to go on a date for you, with you. Where do you think we should go? You know, being amenable, uh, being compassionate. I think these things will, will naturally come. And then, you know, if he is disrespectful or if he wants to, you know, split with you, then you can make a decision of, okay, this is not something that I want to continue with you're not the right person for me but my goodness to come out of the gate and say you're paying for the whole day you're paying for my uber slow down Mm -hmm. and one more thought is like if you let him kind of lead in that regard as a way of testing him you can learn a lot more about the guy Mm -hmm. which is really what the early stages of dating is about you're you're interested in figuring out who this person is and how he would treat you without you laying down all these stipulations and everything so that's that would be a missed opportunity i would say uh where if you just put the ball in his court and be like, how do you want to handle this, bro? Then if he busts out the credit card and says, no, I got this after dinner, then it's like, okay, nice. You know, now, you know, um, and I'd, whereas if you start off with just laying out all the ground rules and putting everything on your terms, it's just, it's just a bad look and can be off putting even to a guy who can't afford all those things that you're asking. That is so fair. You can't expect a man to be a man if you don't give him the opportunity to make that choice. Uh, mm. and, uh, yeah, you've totally robbed him of that with that attitude. Hopefully she's not talking to men in that in that way. Now, this next piece, this next video is once you've secured your relationship, you have your boyfriend, you have your husband, here is a, a new theory that is trending on TikTok for how you test the strength of your relationship. It's called the orange peel theory. 
everybody's talking about the orange peel theory. If you don't know what that is, the orange peel theory basically describes that when your partner does an act of service for you, that's something that you are perfectly capable of doing on your own. And this is for really small stuff, like for example, peeling an orange. Let's say that for whatever reason, I hate peeling my oranges, but I really like oranges. I ask my partner, hey babe, would you mind peeling this orange for me? And they can either respond with, of course, love, like not a problem at all. Or they can say, no, you are perfectly capable of peeling that orange yourself. Or maybe my partner already knows that I really don't fuck with citrus and has the orange already peeled and prepared for me. <laughs> Either way, their response is indicative of much bigger things than just merely peeling an orange. Because even- Okay, you get the gist. You don't need to listen to three minutes of her explaining it. Essentially what girls are doing now is they're turning on their phone cameras and filming themselves asking their boyfriends and husbands if they would peel an orange for them. And then these responses are going viral, either because the husband is super responsive and uh, you know understanding and goes, absolutely, I'll get up from whatever I'm doing right now. I will peel you an orange and I will bring it to you. Or the, in, in, the opposite. They deny the request for the peeled orange and of course, the, the comments on these TikToks are all over the place of women saying, you need to leave him if he denies it, or he's wholesome, he's a keeper, if he goes through with the peeling of the orange. <laughs> Taylor, I saw your eyes go like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, switching. it just seems like such an arbitrary little thing to use as a test that's meaningful or indicative of anything broader or deeper but i get it it's like a fun little social trend like i'm reminded of the uh roman empire how often do you think of the roman empire trend where women ask their boyfriends or husbands about that we're fascinated with the results but uh this one i don't i don't know whether or not you're willing to peel an orange in any given moment it says much about you but i suppose being asked to do any simple task by your wife uh or girlfriend how you respond to that might might show a little bit um and I can say if my wife asked me to do that, I would happily do it uh, and not think that much of it. I'd probably be like, oh, she's she's those press on nails sometimes. So maybe she doesn't want to dig into it with her fingers or something. <laughs> sure. Why not? You know, uh, but I don't think it, it's just an interesting social trend. I don't think it's worth thinking too deeply about. Right. I'm thinking like what what are the ways that this could truly be impactful? I guess only on. Only in extreme responses do I think this could be truly impactful. And when I say extreme responses, like only if your man like freaks out on you for you requesting right. for him to peel an orange, which I believe has happened on TikTok. Although I don't want to share the video because I have a, a, a big feeling that it's fake, uh, but it's a girl you know, filming her boyfriend while she's asking and he's like, no, you can do it yourself. You're not that special, blah, blah, blah. I don't think it's real uh, as, you know, goes for much on the internet these days. That's the only utility I can see in this. That would be a, a huge red flag. And that would be an indicator that, yeah, you probably need to get out of whatever relationship you're currently in. But for the most part, I guess peel the orange guys, unless you're like busy doing something more important. I mean, there's also room for that too. There's plenty of room to say no to peeling an orange for your significant other if you've got other yeah. things going on. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's like a do this at your own risk type situation because, you know, I feel just so bad for the girls who might be doing this and asking boy the boyfriend to peel the orange and then they get this outlandish response that all of a sudden reveals these red flags and you're like, whoa, I didn't right. know this is what I was going for. But I guess also you'd rather know than not know, right? So I wonder if there have been any like major breakups over the orange peel thing. I wouldn't put it past us. You know, I wouldn't either. It's just like that, that trend back in the day. If your boyfriend was 
listening to Andrew Tate, uh, a lot of girls broke up with their boyfriends over that. Now, you could argue that that's maybe worse than not peeling the orange. What I think is more probable is that girlfriends are asking their man to peel the orange for them, and he actually has something else going on, or he's doing something more important, or he's in the middle of his work day, and he says, I can't do that right now, or says no for some reason. And then because they are so stuck uh, with TikTok brain, they're thinking that this is an indicator of an unhealthy relationship when it is, in fact, not one. So again, mm -hmm. only the extremes make sense for this trend in my mind. I will not be testing uh, this orange peel theory as I'm sure it would lead to no, no new knowledge, guys. <laughs> okay. Now, this next one. Fellas, have you ever had a girl judge you on a first date because of your car? This girl says she has something to say if you pull up in the wrong car. I'm sorry, but if a guy picks me up in certain cars for a date, I'm just not going. Like, I'm just not going. Like, I'm sorry, but you can't tell me if someone pulls up in this. Hold on, put it on the screen. Hold on. This Prius, you're, uh-uh. No, I'd rather not go on a date. I'm sorry. I know the type of person you are. Like, I can tell by the- Shots fired because Taylor has a Prius. <laughs> I was about to say, that's literally the car that I have when I started dating my wife. Uh, but mine is even older. It's an 07 with 250,000 miles on it. Oh. And uh, it's the older version of that car. So this girl would have uh, sped off in her Ferrari or whatever she's driving uh, before I'd had the chance to say hello, apparently. Oh, I guess so. She said Prius. I was like, oh, that is crazy. <laughs> Prius. Okay, <laughs> let's watch. Car you drive, what kind of person you're going to be. Wait, I'll show you another. And this is for the boys, too. If y'all drive these cars, you need to reevaluate yourself because... Anyways, let me show you another car. The only person that should drive this is my 90-year-old grandpa. That's the only person. Okay, hold on, one more, I've got one more. What's wrong with any of these? Be for real. Also, this picture makes me laugh. But like, why'd you get that? I'm sorry. Guys, I have the ick. I've got the ick. I don't date women. But I have the ick. I cannot listen to this stuff. Oh my gosh. This is like the worst, nastiest attitudes I you could possibly have. And just even to think about this. So she's saying if he's gentlemanly enough to actually pick you up on the first date and take you to where you're going, which is already going out of your way to like show a bit of chivalry towards you. If he shows up in the wrong car, you're not going to go on the date with him. Oh, it's just so nasty. It's so nasty. But, which you presumably, I mean, you must have already agreed to go on a date with this guy at right. this point. So now you are not only like, oh, I'm not going to go on a date with you because you have this car. You could have figured that out earlier on, but you've you've agreed to it and you're reversing your decision in real time, leaving him humiliated and disappointed uh, at the moment of he's, him supposed to pick you up. Uh, that's just a whole nother level of cruelty and narcissism. I, I just cannot uh believe it but i will say i i, I think there, there is a thing for guys uh where you can be insecure about your car 
And I experienced this. I remember uh, when I was in my late teens, I lived in, well, I'm not going to say where it was, but uh, <laughs> I was part of this church uh, community and uh, it was like a really big church. And it was like this very small, tight knit group of young adults within this church community. And um everyone kind of knew each other, everyone knew each other's business. And we were all kind of being taught these like standards of dating. And that we were the, the young men were being taught that you have to be have this much uh, earning potential, and you shouldn't really be dating seriously, or you shouldn't be dating, unless you have a trajectory of getting married in a reasonable amount of time. And uh, find having your finances in order is a part of that, which is broadly mm-hmm. true, but it was a little bit more rigid and strict than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it instilled in me this insecurity, because I was driving down driving around in a hand me down car from my brother and I was like 18 years old and it was this beat up old 1998 geo prism I think it was um, which you probably don't even know what that no. manufacturer is uh, if you're Gen Z but um, great gas mileage but it had like a black bumper on the front even though the rest of the car was red because it had been replaced my brother had flipped it um, going too fast down his girlfriend's driveway in Tennessee and uh, it had this big scratch on the top of it but it was like a nice, reliable car. But for an 18-year-old, there's really no shame in driving a car like that. It's like a first car for a normal middle-class American young man. I was happy to yeah. have one. It let me do a lot of things in life. Um, but I was like, I had completely disqualified myself from being able to ask out a girl because I had this car. And looking back, I'm like, that's such Ridiculous. an extreme view. Like, it, it just just own it, man. You're 18. You're not expected to like have a Ferrari right now, or even like a nicer adult car that your dad would drive. If you're fending for yourself, you're on the up and up, like just, just own it. And that's the season of life that you're in now. If I'm in another stage of life, then maybe like that, that we can talk about it, that there's might be cause for shame, but also like it, to me, it's more shameful if your car is full of trash and it's gross and nasty like girls have a better more of a reason to reject you on that basis than if you're just in the best car that you can afford at this stage in your life and you're on a good trajectory like just yeah. own it and rock with it and if a girl rejects you because of that like that's on them the right woman will not care about your car whatsoever it makes absolutely no sense uh and that's why it's so nasty to hear like a girl like this talk about it or like the andrew tates who's like what colors you got you oh my gosh nobody cares the color of your Bugatti. It's so funny because, uh, first of all, I wouldn't care, like with Taylor's example, like who cares if you have a a bad car? And the other thing is, I don't care if you have a nice car. And this is my personal story in regards to cars. (laughs) When I started dating my boyfriend, he has a nice car, right? And he he does really like his car. He just like, I picked the right car. It's a nice car, whatever. I have car dyslexia. I, they are all the same to me. You could have paid $10,000 for your car. You could have paid $50,000 for your car. They literally all look the same. There's no difference to me. And uh, yeah, it's just never mattered to me. So he always jokes about like, I I need to find somebody who who knows that I have a nice car. (laughs) (laughs) And you're just like, it doesn't matter. These material things do not matter whatsoever. As long as you keep everything in order, you're a nice person, you have good values. That's what people by and large should be looking for. My first car was a 2004 big ass red expedition. And I love that car. And it's still running to this day. To this day, wow. that 2004 is still running. Uh, That's a it. great first car. You could load the whole crew in there and go over to Taco Bell or Walmart or something and just paint the town red. Yes, that car seats eight people. That That is function, okay? 
it's functionality over <laughs> aesthetics, I guess. Even though I still think it's a cool it car. It not look bad. Yeah. No, it doesn't look bad at all. Okay? Stop the car hate, guys. This next one, I don't know what this next one's about. But I'm open to being surprised. So let's watch. I'm scared after what we've seen so far. Someone needs to let me know if I am the only one that has noticed that men are not like how they were when our parents were growing up. Like I grew up, I don't know if it's cause like the Italian values or what, like I grew up, like the man is supposed to take care of the woman. The, the man is supposed to go up to the girls. Like the, the man is supposed to have drive and initiate, initiate everything. Like I feel like now it's so hard to find guys that like even just in general have drive in life. Like I feel like it's so different and I don't know, like, I personally never get approached. I never, maybe something's wrong with me. I don't know. But like, I, I feel like then like whenever I like talk about it, everyone's like, oh, well they, they want the girl to like go up to them. Like wh what? When did this change? When did this change? Cause I want a man. I don't want to be the man. Someone come up to me. Anyways, I just feel like there's no manly men. I just don't think so. I think every guy I've met is like, honestly super emotional and that's fine like I'm all about feelings whatever like I'm an emotional person so like that's okay but I feel like it's definitely like sometimes worse than girls like I'm not even kidding like it's crazy anyways so if anyone knows if manly men still exist let me know or if I'm the only one that thinks they don't I don't know I mean I'm sure there's some of them out there just like First things first, and it may, may be a little bit harder to find, but there's also no conversation about how feminine dynamics have changed so much that maybe like where can manly men be in response to the current very assertive, very masculine feminine dynamics that our, our country is experiencing right now. And that's not to say that women need to like slow down their progress or stop, you know, going for the things that they want. It's just to say that as uh, women progress, men are largely being left behind. They did have a very distinct, uh, you know, piece of the world carved out for them and is certain characteristics carved out for them. And then now women have come and they've taken on those characteristics. They've taken on the workforce, all these different things. And there's going to be an adjustment period where men are either left behind or they're running the race to catch up and find out what the new dynamic looks like. And I think a lot of the things we're watching in these videos are pointing out exactly that. There really would not have been a conversation about like, oh, he has a nasty car. Like he, he has a car model that I don't like back in the day because if a man was interested in you and wanted to take you out and he was a good guy with a good family and your family knew his, you were probably going on that date. Uh, and there was not a talk about it. There wasn't a back and forth about who pays for the date because the guy was the worker and the provider and the woman was gonna be the stay at home mom. So of course he's paying for the date. Now you're making your own money. Now you can judge his car, you have your own car. So. Not to say that any of these things are bad or that women shouldn't make progress. It's just to say, as you progress, you have to think about how the dynamics of yesterday are not going to be the dynamics of today. And we're in that catch-up period right now. And men are, by and large, getting left behind. They're lonely. They're not in relationships. And yes, part of that is what they need to figure out in order to be attractive to women. But also, women need to recognize that there's going to be a balancing act from here on out because you fought for certain rights and privileges. And those rights and privileges were being given to you 
formerly uh, from men and masculinity. Got to think about it. Tell him, mama, mic drop. Uh, Yeah, I just lament this, this fact that like it seems in modern times in this last generation or so that there's just not a lot of space given for men to be men. We had the whole like toxic masculinity era and you're right that on the women's side we've seen this like advent of feminism and stuff but masculinity itself has just been demonized and i've seen stuff even from like in in schools uh little boys are expected to just learn the same way as girls and sit there and and be still and and uh not you know when they need to like be given time and space to to run around and and have recess we're trying to and of course to say nothing of this new uh neutrality gender neutrality and toys and uh confusion around gender and and choosing your gender and all this stuff in this day and age i'm sure that isn't helping anything um and i think back to like just the the programming the the shows that i watched when i was younger and like the movies that are are were popular Mm -hmm. for young men like we all love the brave heart and the gladiator and the, the patriot and uh like pick your pick your mel gibson movie yeah um Lord of the Rings, but a lot of these that follow like archetypal heroes journeys that are kind of at oriented toward that, that masculine archetype of uh, the call to adventure and finding who you are and, and finding your purpose and going out and accomplishing things and becoming, overcoming your fears and overcoming adversity and uh, becoming a man is really what it's about. It's about cross- proving that, yes, I can do this. I have what it takes to overcome my boyhood and enter into that that man era and and you know inherit that torch from the prior generation and move forward with it and and blaze a trail and become something in the world and be a force to be reckoned with and that that is something that that in and of itself is just like inside of men and they haven't been given space or permission to do that by society it's been demonized it's been seen as something that is uh, somehow wrong and you have to not be too competitive if you're a man it's like well that's that's in you and i get it there there are there, there is a point at which masculinity becomes toxic whenever it is you know used in in ways to exploit other people or oppress other people mm-hmm. but masculinity in and of itself is not toxic uh, competition in and of itself is not toxic and uh, the, these are things that should be allowed and encouraged because when we suppress those or demonize those qualities we end up with uh, a generation of beta males or a generation of women who are disappointed that's now saying like i can't find the kind of man that i feel like i uh am really need and i'm looking for and men are just d- confused and dejected because they're like well i'm doing what you guys wanted me to do i was told not to be this way and i'm not and i'm being more emotional as she was saying or sympathetic yep. and now you're rejecting me on that basis too and and uh, as much as we're trying to fight the gravity of like male and female nature uh it's tough but you're right too to mention like the we live in a different time now and uh the economic realities are different the landscape's different the housing market's different and we're not going to be able to afford on a single income when you're young uh anymore Mm -hmm. like a home and uh, a lot of that's changed like my wife still works right now and she doesn't really want to but it's just wise for our family um for the future or before we have children and so we're we're riding that out while uh it makes sense to do so and it's kind of this team effort and i think that's totally fine and okay and we're not able to fully live out that you know utopian trad family uh dream Mm -hmm. but it is like a reference point that that we have and uh, i think it's a healthy one 
to have, and, but it's it's always balanced with with uh, reality. But we definitely swung way too far against the uh, the masculinity and against just letting giving men space to express that and, and live into that. And I think we're definitely living with the consequences of that in society right now. Yeah, it's very interesting that she says, you know, like I can't find real men anymore. Like, where do they go? Where do they go? If you don't, you think men are feeling the same way about women? I guarantee men are having the mm. same thoughts, but like, I can't find a, a woman anymore uh, that meets these values that I once thought were going to be good for uh, a good relationship. So you got to give time. Like there's going to be a massive adjustment period over the next few decades, I would imagine, while all of this stuff plays out and hopefully everybody finds their space within this new society that we've created because so far things are not looking good in that realm mm. i don't want to leave this episode on such a sour oh, that was the last one, <laughs> yes it was the last one you know there there is always hope of course we're we're sitting here on this channel right now you guys are listening you guys are like-minded individuals probably looking for very similar uh, dynamics uh that we've expressed within your your own relationships and hopefully you're finding that person for you these were some wild Hot takes, uh, hopefully not too indicative of the general population of women in the dating field right now. But, you know, all hope to you. I know a few of you listeners are really going to love this episode. I won't say who. You guys know who if you are OGs <laughs> or you are regulars to this show. But all in all, I want to hear your thoughts on the videos that we've gone through today, paying for the first date, your personal finances being discussed on the first date, whether or not there's an acceptable car for a first date, and where did real men go? Drop that in the comments down below. As always, if you disagree with me, duke it out, but do so respectfully. And if you like this video, like, subscribe, click the notification bell to be notified every single time we post a video for you guys, which is every day. And keep an eye out for the male edition of this dating advice hot take video. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys.